Uh, former Premier Ed Stelmack. Now, when Ed Stelmack was elected Premier back in 2006, he became Alberta's first Premier of Ukrainian descent and only the second in all of Canada. Uh, so his ties to the Ukrainian community in our part of the world certainly run deep, and we're very glad he could join us this morning. Um, Mr. Stelmack, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us. Thank you, Shay. Um, just first of all, just give us your thoughts, how you're feeling with what we've seen over the last 36 hours. I know there was a, a vigil held last night. You had a meeting with the Premier. Just, just overall give us your impression of, of where we sit on this Friday morning. Well, it's uh, just incredibly heartbreaking, uh, excruciating. It, it, the, the invasion is on your mind. Uh, no matter what you're trying to do during the day, your, your mind drifts back. Uh, to, you know, how are the people surviving, how many more people have been injured, killed. Um, and uh, at the end of the day, you just ask this question, why? Like, why is it happening? And so many innocent lives uh, put at risk, and, uh, and lives changed forever because, uh, as you can see, significant infrastructure damage, just a complete waste. And uh, uh, it's difficult to find the words in today's society, civil society, where someone will do this to other humans for for no reason at all. There's absolutely no reason at all. There are peace-loving people, uh, no aggression towards any other country, and uh, now we're, we're in the middle of this conflict, which has huge consequences for Europe mm-hmm. and huge consequences for the world. Because if he gets away with this one, the other Baltic states can fall very easy, and uh, our Western world leaders better better keep in mind that we've got to find a quick solution uh, to end this because uh, it it just may spread to other parts of Europe. Well, I think that's the concern a lot of people have, Mr. Selmak, is where does this end? A lot of people say, you know, we had some people yesterday saying, you know what, if he once he handles Ukraine, he's going to move on and everything. That's it. He'll go back home. He just wants to pop it. A lot of people are saying, no, no. You know, like you mentioned the Baltic states, and if, if he enters the Baltic states, we're into a whole new ball game. There's a lot of concern about how far this may go. I'm not an international expert on, on a policy like this, but I can tell you that he's got this issue, um, a pet peeve around NATO, and he wants to create as, as large a, a buffer as he can, yep. uh, number one. Number two, remember... He's got this incredible hold uh, through terrorism, uh, people disappearing in, in Russia. Uh, people are afraid to stand up, and we saw evidence of that yesterday where so many people were arrested because they're uh, protesting against his actions. Um, he's got terrific control, and um, there's nobody internally that can stop him. He's the richest man in the world. You think that Man, if I had that many riches, the heck with it. I'd kind of retire and take it easy. He's yeah. got to be, what, 69, heading 70. Yeah. So, um, obviously, he's got a goal in mind, and uh, he's a longtime former KGB officer. He knows all the tricks, the propaganda. And uh, look, look at the size of his propaganda and, and how he's spreading this propaganda around the world. It, it, it's incredible. Yeah. So, you know, the cyber attacks, yep. uh, the attacks on, on many of the computer programs that we have, you know, uh, it, it's incredible. So it's a serious situation, and uh, 
the lives, like the, the other day watching an interview of a young girl, she was woken up by her parents 5 o'clock in the morning, were being bombed, they ran into an underground uh, shelter, and she's, like, you could see in her eyes, why, why, I, when I come out of this shelter, what am I going to see? Am I going to have my house? Where do I go for food? What, what do I do next? Completely innocent individual. And uh, so it's uh, it, very difficult to put the, the feelings in, in words. And, and let's be clear. You know, my grandparents came in 1898. Uh, we had some contact, but then over the years of the two world wars, the Russian aggression, the Holodomor, all of those, and we've lost contact. But really head home on Wednesday, just before we met with the premier, the first soldier where they honored was Alexander uh, Stelmach. And I looked, what? You know, so had a few calls. People wondered, was that a relative of yours? And I said, no, uh, not that I know of. Mm-hmm. But it, it just when you see your own, you know, your last yeah. name, uh, someone killed in action, you think, oh, my God, you know, it, it's pretty close to home. Yeah, I, I can only imagine. Um, Premier, I wanted to ask you, or not, yeah, Premier, it works. I wanted to ask you about the meeting with the current Premier that you did have this week. I know you were called as part of, uh, as a representative of the community with some other representatives. Just um, tell us about that meeting, what was discussed, what the concerns were, and um, how the province uh, offered to help. So the uh, Council General, uh, Alexander Denileko, uh, gave uh, the latest account of what was happening, and this is just before the invasion. The invasion happened that evening. Yeah. So uh, he talked about uh, what the position of uh, the Ukrainian government is, what are some of the needs, and what we can do as a nation, as a province, to assist Ukraine. Uh, then the premier spoke, uh, and that's when he made the announcement on a million dollars to go for humanitarian aid to the Canada-Ukraine Ukraine Foundation. And, uh, Jay, if we have a little bit of time, I'd like to talk about that please, a little please, later. Please, yes, go ahead. <clears throat> and then we broke uh, into a committee meeting with, uh, we had uh, academics there, we had uh, business people that do uh, a fair amount of business in Ukraine, uh, we had um, uh, uh, people on the uh, Ukrainian Congress Committee uh, sitting in, and uh, we had a very good discussion or what are the next steps. Uh, so first, of course, is uh, aid in, in terms of dollars. But now, after the invasion, uh, we'll be developing a plan for supplies of medicine, uh, supplies of food, clothing, uh, but that will be done over the next uh, couple of weeks. Uh, the one thing, though, the, the Premier, with his previous expense, uh, experience as um, uh, Minister in, in uh, Federal Cabinet, um, we had a good discussion about um, refugees, um, if it does come to that, yep. you know, how do we prepare. So it's a very, and he gave a lot of time, uh, it was over an hour, on a day where they did their... Um, the pre-budget uh, and all the rest, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, pre-budget. So gave a lot of time, and uh, obviously uh, has uh, a, a tight. Well, I guess he also mentioned that his older brother, his his wife, is from from Ukraine, and so he's getting firsthand uh, yeah. 
uh, for what's happening in the country. Well, you know, I mean, this is the thing. Like, I'm not Ukrainian, but I have family that are. You know, I, and I think that's a very familiar story for so many people in Alberta, right? Oh, yes. And uh, even yesterday uh, at the vigil, there were people from the Pol- Polish community, uh, Japanese community, uh, indigenous, uh, uh, a wide variety of yeah. communities came in support because nobody wants to see this kind of behavior of a world leader. And when you get a rogue leader like this, how do you stop mm-hmm. that kind of behavior and the action? And no, the complete disregard for life, for, for human life. And, and uh, look what they did at Chernobyl yesterday. You know, why in the world would you go into that area, which is still uh, as nucle- nuclear fallout, and put your soldiers even into a situation like that? And, uh, you know, so uh, there, there's no end um, to what he will be doing. And I just uh, asking Albertans and Canadians, you know, do whatever you can to stand up to this kind of behavior. Uh, it's, it's, it's inhuman, and uh, we're going to have to work together. And, and everybody, you know, there's a, there's a large uh, Ukrainian-Jewish uh, community in, in, in Ukraine. Uh, we're, we're pulling everybody together so that uh, we could collectively make an impact on how we can relieve some of this humanitarian uh, aid that's necessary. Is is there a situation where you're asking for Albertans to step up and volunteer or donate? Are we at that point yet? Well, uh, a couple of things. Uh, One, the Ukrainian-Canadian Congress, the Alberta Provincial Offices, is very busy, and we're going to have to find a way of uh, just uh, finding more people to answer all the calls because everybody's really concerned. And and also asking, how do I contribute? How do I help? Yeah, yeah. and the other thing is, uh, at a time where uh, there's people know how to tug on, on heartstrings, and they set up, uh, you know, various GoFundMe pages yes. and that, we have to be very careful who's setting that up and how that money is going to get to Ukraine. So my suggestion, and I ask uh, everyone that wants to donate to go to the Canada-Ukraine foundation website uh we've got two albertans that are on the board they are the most experienced in getting money and aid into ukraine because remember uh, shay this has been going on for seven years uh yeah. that uh, before the invasion the need was roughly uh it's, it's in the millions of dollars uh and now i think it's 190 million required uh, now it's going to be, well, who, who knows? Because if he's going to be there for the whole month or two months, or there's going to be a lot of destruction and a lot of people displaced. So um, money uh, and, and, you know, so many groups have stepped up and said, okay, we will donate. And I strongly suggest it goes through this. And the reason being is that the provincial money is going to the foundation, but also we did uh, work in terms of, okay, who's the le- least bureaucratic, who is the most experienced to work in that environment? And it definitely was the Canada-Ukraine Foundation. Um, Mr. Stomach, I unfortunately am out of time, but I thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, maybe we can do an update down the road here as things go along and find out how the campaign is going and uh, if there's any way we can help. Of course, Shay. 
I really appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate yours. Um, okay. That is Ed Stelmack, former Premier of Alberta, the first Premier of Alberta of Ukrainian descent when he was elected in 2006, and just the second in our country. Uh, deep ties to the Ukrainian community in our province. And as, you know, as we said, you know, even, even if you're not Ukrainian, there's a very good chance um, if you've got a generation or two in this part of the world that somebody in your family is. That's just, uh, I think it's almost a half a million uh, in Alberta. So it's, it's a big, big part um, of the population of this province.